Hey, 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 welcome to episode four of Only Mr. God Knows. Uh, <laughs> that's the first giggle I've gotten from that title. Um, and I am here with a uh, Cornish media regular, obviously, man I've never met before, Nick. Hi. And special guest, Chris Wade of Ant Introducing and uh, Hell on Earth and Chapeth Repos. Thank you for coming Hello. on, Chris. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Excellent. Um, yeah, I just I need to kind of say up top that today, kind of in preparation for this recording while uh, pretending to work, I uh, re-listened to the Jared Leto episode that you did. The, oh, the, yes. Yes. Um, which reminds me, Nick, big big show note that I'm just going to talk, talk about. We really need to do like an episode about that Croatian island that he seems to be running as his personal fiefdom. Oh, uh, yeah, sh- absolutely. Shout out to uh, uh, Maddie from the Indie Heads podcast for bringing that Jared Leto documentary uh, to my attention. Uh, Jared Leto, uh, under a pseudonym, directed a documentary about his own band and their struggle to get out of their contract for their uh, sophomore album uh, that does a good job of portraying um, portraying Jared Leto as perhaps the most oppressed man in Hollywood. Uh, they're just trying to keep Jared Leto down, but the audacity of his spirit and the power of his music will, will not be oppressed, will not be, be kept from the people, from his adoring fans. Uh, that is the thrust of the documentary. It is not a good movie, but it is definitely a fascinating movie if you are into uh, trying to figure out what Jared Leto's whole deal is. Uh, you know, trying to to study the bad vibes that radiate radiate off of him. <laughs> this is this is by you mean his struggling band. You mean this is the the sophomore output from Thirty Seconds to Mars? Yes, correct? yes, a little indie <laughs> outfit that he's uh, yeah. you know trying to put together, uh, keep together with spit and oh, scotch tape. But but uh, they will they will they they cannot be kept down. No, absolutely never. not. No. Um, the only Jared Leto uh, uh, lore that I have is that uh, one of his early films was portraying my father-in-law. Oh no! Really? In the fu- in the film Last of the High Kings, where he plays an Irish person, and it's an Irish film, and everyone else is played by Irish actors. He's just the one American just hanging out. Is he even attempting to do the uh, the Irish accent? N- no. No, um, which maybe was possibly a decision once they heard it. I can't. He strikes me as someone who can't do one. Yes, I've. Well, I guess my only experience uh, exposure to his accent work is uh, as Paolo in House oh. of Gucci. Oh, I I know it, which I know is a um is is a performance that is the object of ridicule. But I I will stand by that movie of of kind of kn- kind of knowing what level of camp it wants to be at, and I'll even stand by Leto's performance in it as a. Uh, as as perfectly humorous in the way that I think it needs to be. Oh, absolutely. I think that, I mean, we, uh, we did a whole episode on House of Gucci and um, I think that was the thing that um, I agreed with Rob about. Like I, I, I was not a fan at first of the Italian face that he was doing or marinara <laughs> face or whatever. Yeah, we yeah exactly. But at the end, it was like, oh, it was one of the only things keeping me watching that film. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. Ridley Scott does not need to do and, you know, uh, try to mix uh, or a, a blockbuster epic with then that of trying to be the next camp thing. Yeah. 
and yeah, it's it's a little confused. I, I think I liked it more than, than mo- most people did. Um, I get. I mean, I'm I I am a big Lady Gaga fan, so I appreciate her, and she's fucking going for it in that movie. So, oh yeah, of course. And as Kieran pointed out, every time that then that she just like throws in an, in a random Italian word was just her getting back on accent, and you can <laughs> yes, exactly the entire film. It's uh, I, I I feel that I need to I need to have a a re um like a rewatch of house of gucci just to see like where am i mentally now like is this like my recent <laughs> movie like <laughs> yeah yeah when, what a year or two we, and then we can try to reclaim it when we don't go into the the movie theater with edibles being like all right let's do this great idea <laughs> everyone yeah. does this is a uh, this is a nick and rob corner spatey hack preferred viewing experience yes absolutely um all right however Today, bring on topic, uh, we're talking about the Eurovision again for the fourth time because I'm, I'm insane and I'm going to do this to people. <laughs> um, however, I had Chris on because I particularly want to ask you, as someone who is, a, as you described before recording, a music epicurean, um, do you have any experience with the contest before I messaged you, basically. <laughs> well, I'm sir. I was certainly aware of the contest and kind of knew its uh, reputation as a repository for like the. Uh, I, I, I guess the its reputation here would be the uh, repository for the most um, kind of like stereotypically European interpretations of of pop mu- music mm. um, every year. And uh, but but, you know, we don't get it here. So it's, it's kind of hard to engage with it in any kind of serious way. If you're morally curious, I was actually thrilled when you sent me the um, the background on it, that they just cut together that that little mega mix video. The, that's like one minute of each of the 37 songs, because it's easy to just get a good sampling of everything in the contest this year. Um, you know, obviously, it's a. Uh, kind of a big enough known quantity or or and or joke here in the states that you could do that um that will ferrell um eurovision movie uh the other year which i watched and i thought was fine um i mostly enjoyed it for allowing rachel mcadams to be silly in movies which you know i think she's always very good when she's playing funny and she doesn't get that many chances to do it Mm. uh but in terms of of you know conveying the full uh like both ridiculousness, but also kind of sincerity and and joy of the Eurovi- of a Eurovision type song. I, I don't think it fully captured that, but no. Other than uh, Abba and Celine Dion as mm. being the the two people who graduated from Euro- Eurovision to be real recording artists, or at least the ones that I am aware of, uh, I don't really know. I, I I haven't had much engagement with it. Did wait did. Did that? What did the Fox say song? That didn't come out of Eurovision, did it? No, no. That was just that was more a, Swedish ridiculousness. I believe it was a Norwegian sketch. Norwegian. Show. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That could have it been was, a. That could have so easily been a Eurovision entry. This is the thing: is that um, people think that they have like a barometer of knowing what a Eurovision song is and isn't, and like I think you nailed it on the head of that. Then that Germany literally one year tried. I think last year or two years. Was it no two years ago? to send like an internet viral hit. But it the thing was, is that it wasn't actually an internet viral song <laughs> no. to make it one. And yeah, so there is a, like there's a blurred line over now, especially with YouTube and uh, maybe actually, cause Europe is so slow, not even like TikTok. I don't know. TikTok is starting. 
Oh, now they finally yeah. are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah, you're yeah. right because now I've been seeing they've even like uh, you know weirdly enough the BBC has taken um the bravest woman in I believe she is in Belfast, D- uh, Danny Walsh. Do you know her? I've oh, like, not heard of this person. The, uh, she's like a TikTok star from Northern Ireland. And all she does is like mix drinks. And she's like, it's time for freeze. Oh, and then, oh yes, my God. Yes, Wait, yes. I do know that. I think my, my I think Molly uh, is obsessed with her. The, the one, the person who's like, what are we drinking tonight? And does yeah. like all the giant. Uh, yes, we're talking about <laughs> Molly's uh, <laughs> hollering about her. The absolute yeah. queen. Um, she will like write back to you and everything. If you ever shout her out on anything, she is like one of the nicest now, like somewhat larger ish Instagram accounts. Just like, Oh my God, thanks babe. I love you. This and that, that, uh, absolutely lovely person from what I've gathered. But yeah, someone who's become a TikTok star now, like as on the BBC doing the like pre-show for, (laughs) yeah, um, she, she, she mixing up what, what the national pregame drink is. Oh yeah, well, oh, she's yeah. Yeah, yeah, some she, kind of a uh, monstrosity of like a half of a full pint of like rum, vodka, and blue curacao that is then completely <laughs> consumed in two seconds. Yeah, just take yeah, the ends absolutely. at everyone's party. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, pretty much. Um, uh, also, then especially after Kieran, you described to me that then like Ireland is just literally mixing whatever you can into a cup and you know <laughs> stirring it around. Oh, hobo's delight. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> taking the ends of everyone's drink, putting it in a big pint glass, and then downing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's <laughs> doing a lot of Eurovision content, and she met with, uh, I don't know how many of the entries. I've, I haven't seen all of them yet either. I'm waiting to also for, to have a full surprise on the 13th uh, for the for the live stream that we were doing. Uh, mm. You know, twitch.tv slash cornerspatey, misspelled. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but she had like the Finnish guy on and this and that and that, and they were yeah. all sipping, sipping prees. She, of course, then her sip like downing a, a virgin cocktail doesn't hit the same, but she still impressed <laughs> every single person with downing that drink as fast as she possibly could. So, can I ask you guys what what is the reputation that Eurovision actually has in Europe? Because again, it, it comes to us mostly as as a. Uh, a joke oh those adorable europeans and their silly off kilter pop music but you know wh- wh- I, I know that there's a lot of a big community of sincere fans and watchers there but what what is mm-hmm. like the the hip opinion of it now is it is it come fully back around and it's like you know what it's cool to like this or is it still like uh you know this is for losers and normies i i think there is so like one is like one of the most watched non-sporting events in the world. Mm-hmm. It, it still has like the numbers have been hit because we've kicked Russia out of the contest. And that was like 20 million viewers or households or whatever, just mm-hmm. axed from the competition, basically. But um, there, there's different types of people. I think there. I think broadly you could categorize it as like on Saturday, the 13th of May, your plan is to watch Eurovision or because your other plans fell through, you're going to watch Eurovision. Okay. Yeah, um, and definitely like one of the stereotypes that I always talk about is the person who spends like 364 days of the year talking on social media about how like it's camp, it's corrupt, it's shit, and all the songs are good. And then on the 365th day when it's actually on, they're live tweeting it. So mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's it's a lot of people watch it because also I think a lot of people's social lives end on that Saturday because if they don't want to go to a Eurovision watching party, there's nothing else to really do but stay home and watch it. 
Uh, so at, a, at a certain point, yeah, just like Super Bowl, it's like it, be, yeah. it becomes self-sustaining. Even if you're not a sports person, everybody else is doing it. You don't want to not be at the party. Yeah, absolutely. Um, in terms of like attitudes towards it, I would say the hip attitude is let people enjoy it if they like it. Like, I feel like hating on it is kind of like the person who makes a big deal about hating Justin Bieber. Yeah. It's just kind of like, okay. Yeah. And I'm sure, sure that that was maybe a, a much more prominent attitude and like, just, just like, that kind of uh, anti, like main pop, mainstream pop attitude was much bigger in like the I don't know the two thousands or like the Hangover of the nineties when authenticity mm. was quote unquote authenticity was much more yeah. uh, valued as a cultural commodity. And then uh, you know the people, the people who were were trying to stop the tide of selling out or or trying to protect authenticity, they they lost that war. And now it's just like you know, lay back and let it let let the glossy pop wash over you. It's fine. It's enjoyable. The, the huge synth baseline beats, they're going to get under your skin anyway. You might as well just welcome in, welcome them in. But actually, I'm going to turn to Nick now because you've been in uh, uh, the Bundesrepublik Deutschland for 10 years now. <laughs> A decade so. of, of, you know, yeah, having, being, being Euro, uh, uh, I guess we can call it. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I, I, the Euro, okay, Eurovision hate, I can describe it best as the the random person who is still hating LeBron James in 2023. Like, you just, you just don't. If you do, you're just, you're very like, yeah, again, you're, 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 you're too much of the guy who's in like, you know, doing, doing like the 2010 argument of like, oh, Justin Bieber, oh, that music's gay. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. it comes, like, even... Yeah, I mean, there really is just kind of that thing that everyone watches it. Everyone will let you know that then, like, at least in Germany, where then, like, the very queer codedness of it is alive and well, where some European countries don't have that. It's very much a, oh, this is just nice boys and girls dancing. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, there's, like, a whole section of rural Europe that will look at two oiled, muscular men kiss on stage and be like, this is the straightest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> Absolutely. They're cel- they're celebrating their 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 brotherly strength together. Yeah, yeah, exactly. yeah absolutely. It's like those videos of the Turkish uh, oil wrestling that we've watched before. Yeah. <laughs> it is for some reason is is simultaneously also the most homoerotic thing that you've ever seen in your life, but then also like the most straight hyper nationalist bullshit. No Armenians allowed. <laughs> and eurovision kind of gives off the same vibes depending on what part of the of europe that you're in germany though i don't know yeah i i i think that then the thing i would like push back on i guess a little bit to chris's statement would just only be that then like the only difference i would say between this and like eurovision and say another like american pop show where everything is you know glitzy and very overproduced and that you kind of have these personalities that then that like you're a pop idol type situation yeah, exactly you know like whether it be american idol or x factor they all kind of fit into like that same category i would put eurovision similarly to that that you're you know we're going to talk about it later that the u.s the u.s tried eurovision in a similar format to how they do these shows in the u.s and there is still something that then that like europe is still off there is still there is still forever that thing that then you'll have no matter how many entries Armenia and Azerbaijan will send in that then that they are the true Kim Kardashian lookalike. <laughs> yeah. 
You oh, Armenians, yeah. Armenians have ran with that. Absolutely. Yeah. There's like a famous hot Armenian person. We're all dressing like that now. Yeah. <laughs> so it well, is I like, like the, uh, the Azerbaijan entry this year was kind of like a, um, a, a straight ahead rocker. Like they, they just have a rock band yeah, playing. Yeah. Because the last, the last year of the last two years, they've had literally like an Ariana Grande ripoff. Mm-hmm. That's the thing too, that then it's, it's very fun to see Europe try to do the U S and the UK the best and then sometimes they're just like fuck it um i think literally one year uh like on on behalf of lukashenko himself they mm. tried belarus tried to send like his favorite like folk rock band <laughs> and so yeah it was not last year because they've been kicked out uh, last yeah, year they were kicked out. it was it was two it was two years 2021, ago 2021 yeah yeah or 2020 yeah 2021 where like first of all no the, the song that was in 2021 was fairly nationalistic but yeah. that was after the european broadcasting union got their first song they submitted and said like calm down this is too much like it was literally like a song of like fuck those protesters fuck that youtuber's wife who's trying to become president i hate her <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, uh, Belarus makes the best tractors. Things of this nature. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, and then and then Eurovision has to do the most European thing ever, which is all right. You know, we need like European countries will have like what is it like? Like Germany has like the five percent hurdle. Like you make five percent, you get government funding. You're allowed into Parliament. This and that and that. Eurovision has then these limits of like, well, we can't let like you know germany france sweden especially and the uk run away with this because they have the most money so they use all these very weird methods to like make the show more like competitive yeah social yeah yeah, competitive and then also just like the general basis of social democracy seems to rule at least like the general rules of Eurovision, and then that all is does not matter when like the electoral college that is <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the 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 jurors come in, and then you just yeah. see like no matter what happens, they'll be like Cyprus gives their points to Greece, and you're like, <laughs> oh, I didn't fucking see that coming. Every single year. there's there's audible boos now. Like Eurovision <laughs> has detect like perfected the live smothering of boo noises. A technology now they use her whenever cyprus and greece give each other 12 points um <laughs> so what you get you like vote as a country yeah, yeah. so and you in uh, each country is assigned 12 points that they can give to any number of, of people so i was trying to look up a little bit of how this works yeah. for americans to understand of yeah you know that whole super delicate thing that no one understands yeah just imagine that before More a pop contest matters more somehow to deal politics so like you you get like two votes basically there's like a public televote just like text in your favorite and then there is a a juror system which is made of each of the country's like big wigs in their local music industry um Mm. and then they can give one two three four five six seven eight ten twelve points no nine or eleven for weird math electoral reasons um, and yeah so they, they go around give those points the only rule is you're not allowed to vote for your own country okay yeah so uh, um yeah there's things like this however this year because we have semi-finals um and specifically because we've mentioned azerbaijan already they've removed the jury vote from the semi-finals because azerbaijan was going around bribing the f- everyone uh, just like oh, very yeah. weird update about that Oh, interesting. 
that uh, that German politician who got in trouble for lobbying on behalf of not only just Azerbaijan but also pocketing six hundred thousand euros from the Maskin scandal. Oh yeah, yeah. Finally got removed from office for something very, 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 very bad that I don't think I can mention on the show, but it's not good. Um, <laughs> yeah, like sexually assaulted someone, and finally the CDU kicked him out of the party. Yeah, yeah. So. we loved all the graph and corruption you were doing, but, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, once you, once you, uh, even then the CDU has members of the party who are completely fine with legal oh. violence and shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah. I remember wants to make that a thing in germany oh he wants to legalize beating your wife yeah yeah Yeah. germany's not okay (laughs) yeah i I don't follow german politics that that closely but the things i've been hearing bubbling up uh, do not sound super uh super encouraging no no absolutely not um all right so getting (laughs) sorry yeah and and then obviously of course you know that uh i've i've uh christian helpman that's his name Yeah, yeah yeah so all right. Well, well, as we, as we get into yeah. individual things, let me just ask one more question reputationally, because like with it. all major, like at least with American awards shows, I feel like the reputation usually is, you know, no matter how strong the contenders are, it, it usually ends up defaulting to some for like the the winners end up defaulting into some sort of broad mediocrity, uh, and you know it's 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 usually. Uh, uh, something that is the intersection of like least offensive and most crowd pleasing rather than, um, you know, objectively high quality that wins, you know, like Oscars, Emmys, yeah. Grammys. Uh, yeah. Oscars, Emmys, Grammys are our major award shows, which I guess would be my, my comparison here. So is, is there any kind of reputation of like the type of song or is it like entirely political? So uh, I wouldn't say it's entirely political, I think, because you have to remember a lot of people watching this are just like the most politics they do is like vote for the Eurovision. Yeah. Yeah. Or like watch Bundesliga or like the Premier League or something like that. Sure. Um, Then I would say there is a strategy. There's a handful of countries that do like we're going to do very polished top 40 pop. Mm-hmm. namely sweden because they yeah. write all the top 40 pop anyway <laughs> yes they, uh, they are they have exported their cultural technology throughout the entire world absolutely oh, like there's living been, in their shadow there's been a whole eurovision contest where it's just been like okay this act from azerbaijan is in the running and so is this act from like finland and this act from like spain oh all the songwriters are swedish by the way yes. just so you know yeah, yeah. um but it's then weird, like it's weird how they maxed maxed out that talent pool in the, in sweden's it, it was uh, because of ABBA. like yeah, yeah. it's because yeah. of because of also social democracy one of my really good friends literally like i tell the story all the time my friend is a guitar tech in sweden and like lives a beyond normal life like is he gets funded by the government to like guitar tech it's that's, that's amazing. Like, it is it really i mean like the you know sweden has a bunch of problems this and that and that but the one thing that they understood is that then abba got big and they're like we need to invest so much money to that then like musicians we can, can do this again. yeah so we can keep mm-hmm. doing it but also that then that cultivating talent and you know whether it be that that it's yeah exactly that they're like okay yeah sweden isn't selling you know you know uh, uh every artist on the charts isn't swedish of course not but like yeah producers shit like that they've been investing so much money into dumb crap yeah just yeah. Uh, yeah. pumping out people who know how music works and yeah like i said like my friend got an entire tour paid to go to the u.s by the swedish government and then his band broke up and they were like you can keep the tickets 
And he's like, wait, what? <laughs> like, like, yeah, no, it costs us more money to like get like to try to cancel them. So just keep him and take a trip to the U.S. Like we do not care. I mean, it's, it's his job, you know. Yeah. That's you know? that's soft power, baby. The, the the Chinese and the Sweden Swedish need to make a uh, strategic soft power alliance yeah, to get yeah. some of that that Swedish, uh, you know, pop music know how over there because uh, you know it's the one place that I, I really haven't seen the Chinese breaking into the world stage as much. They need they need to crack the music problem. Oh, they keep trying to make like an Asia Pacific version of this contest, but like Chinese television always wants like last right of censorship and stuff. So <laughs> yes. it never works out. But I would definitely pay to see like the contest that has China, South Korea, and India all in the one contest. Yes, absolutely. Exactly. Yes. Love that wouldn't make anybody mad. <laughs> absolutely. What Kashmir about is the- a entry. Like, like, Iran, you'd have to like, you'd have to like, 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 like change your entire worldview if Japan ends up, Japan ends up in like a music contest. I think they would suck really bad at it. Like as much as an anime <laughs> weeb I am, formulaic. Yeah, they'd be like, yeah. all right, we win by like doing like, you know, like the the what is the what's the 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 their version of Fordism, like Toyotaism or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> what? like, music made on an assembly line, just in time delivery. Exactly. Well, I remember. <laughs> Uh, I love the Justin Timers. Like you got a bunch of like unmastered tracks sitting on a shelf somewhere, and, it, and it's like, all right, radio running out of hits. Master the master the next batch. Yeah. Uh, no, well, I, I mean, speaking of just like pop industries, you know, I, I remember in high school I, I, when I was first encountering weeb people, and like that J-pop was the exotic yeah. hyper pop music standard from from the East in like the early 2000s and when i was like first becoming aware of that and then before that ever became a real thing here in the west that it's got its whole lunch eaten by k-pop like they, yeah. they it didn't even have time to flourish before it was fully taken over by the uh, korean pop industry in in two years time like basically korea just just completely demolished that yeah absolutely yeah. it's it sounds like weird rules they have in japan about like not being able to play commercial music in public spaces and shops and stuff sure allowed korea to really like flourish yeah. internally yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, um i i simply have no time to get into k-pop uh the thing the thing that i would totally suspect i would be into but i'm just not but anyway <laughs> uh all right so viewership oh, in america I just wanted to add one. Sorry, I thought yeah. someone rang the doorbell. Um, I wanted to add one more thing to the like pop, mm. the um, yeah, the like well, the 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 predictability of or whoever like uh, getting the person in whatever the the equivalent of the the person in the U.S. who is like you know most fit to sing the national anthem before like you know a Padres game or whatever like that's who <laughs> normally wins American yeah. Idol. And yeah. the thing that's really weird about Eurovision, kind of, I mean, maybe this was said when I was in the other room, is that the the one who wins, like, there is not really any guaranteed success for yeah. any one of them, which is really weird because then you see what happened when Italy won with, I call them Manskin all the time, even though. Oh, did Manskin Manskin win Eurovision? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And, I did. I was not aware because I they have infiltrated into America now. They they actually have real careers. I like them quite a bit. Yeah, I, and I think that then the thing that's so interesting with them is that they got the push from, uh, I guess they're just mostly Universal Music Group because they own everything in Europe, um, because they were like the only remotely marketable rock band that Europe has produced in the last <laughs> like 
30 years that that isn't like a weird phenomenon that just like a pops like just a pops out of nowhere why did i say that yeah, pops. Uh, it's a pop. yeah. yeah. But like, yeah here are some young handsome horny people making like yeah. pa- like yeah. italian cons- polycule consumable like pa- yeah like power rock music yeah, 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 and then there was that whole scandal of him doing a line of coke on, like on live television on the night yeah, and stuff like that. Most rock and roll yeah. thing is to apologize about it. Yeah, we well, didn't. No, apologize. We need to bring that he's rock and roll energy back. That's that's, yeah. that's. I'm sorry. That's cool. That's what rock stars need to be doing on TV. <laughs> this is the thing that's so funny about your vision as well, too. Is that then at the end of the day, even like what are they called? Mon bonds? Man, manaskin. It's, it's manaskin. just yeah, because yeah. the dude half Danish, half Italian, or whatever, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, the thing that's even so funny with that is that then yeah okay you have a you have a, a um you know an Italian yeah phoned in punk band they were fun they were fun to watch they were the most fun thing to watch of years I think at Eurovision of seeing just so well, not of years there are fun acts um but yeah like even then it's like pretty clear that like they obviously are just more or less an Italian industry plant because the coke thing kind of just proved it like oh no we don't drink we don't smoke we don't like we don't condone any of that we we just condone rock and roll baby <laughs> it's like i bet you do like i bet yeah. you do condone rock and roll i bet that you're all lovely people but for fuck's sake like no one would have cared out of all nights of all nights if you're the winners of your vision and you're like the only punk band to perform just they- own it if they if they had been if they had been proven they would have gotten like a, a substantial fine I think or something I, like that. No, yeah, but he was he was he was like very. He's like I'll take a drug test right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So in general, going to the predictability thing, uh, um, the problem with Ireland, actually, the country I'm from, in, in their recent years, is they try to make a Eurovision song when realistically the strategy of success is actually to just go very different and kind mm-hmm. of controversial, and you'll go further with that. The same year as Maniskin, we had like Finland's entry was uh, like a post metal kind of like maybe 2006 emo style song that like came third with the public vote. The juries didn't like it, but like they got like 300 points. Hey, that emo stuff's coming back in a big web. I, oh, that, absolutely. Going through this, I was pleasantly surprised how much like just rock music is in this uh, this lineup. I mean, a lot of it is very like Imagine Dragonsy, which. Is still, kind of corny, still. but still, guys playing guys playing guitars, drums, bass, yeah. guys and ladies playing guitars, drums, bass. It's yeah. it's a good mix of, of tunes. All right, I uh, I I also too. Before we get into any, no 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 no, sorry, because I'm technically a guest on this episode, Kieran. You did not bring me on. I'm I'm. This is uh, this is your special thing, not mine. Yeah, that's true. You have, <laughs> you have people from the U.S. just gawking over to Europe right now, just like doing the like weeaboo, like the soy jack face, yeah, yeah, yeah. Face. pointing at Europe. Europe right now. Even though I live here, but still, um, yeah, no, I really like. Like, I was. I don't know how much this is transcended to you, Kieran, because you have a kid who's significantly younger. It's like weird as hell to like go through like TikTok. I mean, maybe this also just because like my algorithm is positioned this way and like see like zoomers getting into like Deftones and like Metallica and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Like even like I'm not the hugest Metallica or Deftones fan, but you know, I am stoked seeing that then like a video of like, I don't know, like a 15 year old kid playing a song that came out in like the mid nineties on guitar doing it yeah. horribly. And it like rocks. Cause you're like, Oh yeah. Like 
if I was too learning guitar in a period of time like this and I had the tools that then were necessary and I wanted to then show my friends I was progressing, not that I do this on Instagram already to begin with, but if I was just starting out in music, yeah, like it does. There is like a very odd revival that then is happening as well. Like maybe not in the way that then every boomer who's like, damn, these kids don't listen to the right kind of rock music, but still there is that moment that everyone's been like wanting to see of like, when's rock music coming back? When's rock music coming back? And now, like, also Eurovision is, like, somehow not too late to this as well. Maybe because mm. Eurovision's always had rock, like, kind of something, rock-adjacent acts, always kind of, there's, like, one country that's like, yeah, Romania says rock is never dead. <laughs> like, sure, whatever. Yeah, I, that's what, a little what it seems like, is that that kind of... Uh, the the kind of eternal assumption that that certain parts of Europe are always five, ten, fifteen years behind whatever the uh, hegemonic cultural trend is, mm. it, you know, it it seems like you know there's one in here that who was it? Um, I can play clips by the way if you need me to. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Slovenia's clip. Slovenia's song sounds like exactly like a late two thousands like disco indie punk band like i my note on them was uh it sounds like these guys were great opening for the kaiser chiefs in 2008 yes yes, <laughs> yes. the term the term you're looking for is landfill indie uh, yes, exactly. yeah, yeah, yeah they are a hundred percent that yeah and you know what again not bad and i'm happy i'm happy to see that that sound in certain places is not dead because it's almost posed for like a comeback and so you know i didn't say like oh this sucks it said it sounded like they were great in 2008 yeah i feel that in germany that whole indie thing never fully quite went away like the whole the whole aesthetic of like beards tattoos that like weirdly like you know um what was the ter- cottage core sort of indie adjacent stuff that oh, was you like, like the the the, the, the lumineers the hey ho yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the clap, the clap, stomp, hey, music. Yeah, clap, stomp, st- clap, stomp, hey, indie music overlapped as well too with a lot of the like really like upbeat like um, what were some of those bands that had all these songs that oh, they all sounded the same? They're like do 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 do. Fuck, metronomy uh, <laughs> or whatever those fucking song or bands were called. They all sounded the same. Germany had a hundred of these bands that then came out that were all these like very upbeat, um indie bands and i feel that that's like the one like all these like german bands like anna marie Kantarai, whatever the fuck they're called all kind of ish to me just seem like some other re- like reiteration of this and sometimes i wonder like why doesn't germany just like double down on that a little yeah. bit like, revision entry because they could probably do kind of well if they you know what i guess we have to like wait for that indie slosh to finally peek its head out again in 10 years and we'll have a bunch of bands trying to sound like the shins again or some shit like that and like yeah. everyone ends that their life is like a fucking michael Sarah movie or whatever <laughs> <laughs> the worst so, is the worst because it's europe as well too oh absolutely um so i think the 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 problem you get into with all of this is like not only is there like a cultural hegemonic delay which i I agree is real uh in in europe there's also like your nation's attitude towards eurovision like you can have countries that are making really great bands like i think ireland is quite good musically and we make a lot of bands that punch above our weight as a really tiny country but you could never convince any of them to participate in eurovision (laughs) because it's also just kind of like considered cursed that you yeah. like you'll Your have like a on after it mostly um yeah. you'll you'll do well with the eurovision fans 
but then you're just playing to that kind of like cloistered little uh, a group of like the real heads kind of shit. Yeah, um, because no country would ever actually send like their biggest band, you know, like not anymore at least. You know, there there is too much. I mean, also maybe it's also just weird too because of how globalization has affected this. That then like the biggest band out of Germany right now couldn't participate in Eurovision. It just yeah, like because so it either is like you have. I don't know, either like Rammstein on one side, or you have like Helena Fischer who would like work, but it would just fail. Helena Fischer would rule, would dominate the competition. Rammstein would probably come out wearing a swastika as a joke. (laughs) 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 And just like Israel immediately cuts the feed or whatever. Uh, You can change it like adjacent to that. Like, I mean, like, what is it? Germany's entry right now is what? Lords of the Lost or whatever. They're like, 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 if Oomph met, like, it's the first time Germany has ever sent something that is identifiably German, though. Yeah, I my note for them was, uh, oh, Rammstein finally came out of the closet. Yeah, <laughs> literally, it's like it's like literally their song is called "What Glitter and Blood, and Blood and Glitter." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, instead of blood and soil, you might as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is your this is your lib hashtag <laughs> resistance. Gluten glitzer, gluten glitzer. Um, yeah, but there's there's different cycles where like okay, no major band actually wants to do Eurovision. Then you get like a period of major bands actually want to do it because they kind of want to save the competition's reputation of the country. Like last year we had like Electric Callboy, which is a really big German band campaigning to be in Eurovision. Yeah, a metalcore band too. Like, <laughs> yeah. What the um, fuck? Like, the one, they, they literally changed their entire genre to compete in Eurovision. They changed their name too because it was yeah. then the applying to uh, uh, Eurovision that everyone was kind of like Eskimos oh, kind Eskimo of a slur. Call, yeah, Eskimo yeah. Call. Oh, God. What, what are they called? Eskimo something? Eskimo yeah, Callboy. Call <laughs> There's uh, that one band, too, that like everyone I've met knows someone from that band. They're a band that then have had like 30 member changes and they're from like... <laughs> yeah. They're two degrees away from every citizen of Germany. Yeah. Germany. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's a fixture of the German town. Is just that there's the member of Electric Callboy. Yeah, um, the butcher, the baker, the uh, member of Eskimo <laughs> Callboy. Then, um, but then you also have the period of like, and then there are countries that just like really, really take it seriously. And like the biggest bands will compete. Like there, there was more people at the Swedish national selection, like final, than there is capacity for the actual Eurovision final in England this year. <laughs> uh, like they take it more seriously. And same, same with like San Remo, which is the Italian national so- selection, which is like multiple nights of six hour long television broadcasts that people do watch. And then like most people don't even watch the Eurovision after that. Like they care more about the national selection than they do. Well, I'll say that uh, both of those were uh, whiffs for me because neither the Swedish nor the Italian, uh, despite their their uh, arduous selection process, uh, were anything to write home about this year. Oh, Italy! Oh. Italy normally sends absolute fucking duds. So the ba- it, the the ballads and the popera is usually yeah, exactly. Like it's uh, it, it it really feels like a son of three tenors is the guy singing tonight. <laughs> so the interesting <laughs> thing, the interesting thing with Italy though is they like always break the like Spotify assessment because you know with Spotify and YouTube people start looking at like the amount of views and listens to see like oh who's going to do well. Italy always has like the most numbers of listens and views, and then just does not do well in Eurovision. This is a, a a big aside, but I have a funny Italian Spotify story, which is uh, my wife and I were tra- traveling in Italy a few years ago, and uh, we were in Venice after hours, and and like as everything were closing, we like ran into these uh, this group of young women 
and, and we were all partying at like the last juice shop that was open or whatever. Uh, and yeah. they were like, oh, yeah, you, you guys are traveling. You, they were like us and like two other Americans. They were like, oh, we have an apartment near here. here. You guys should come and continue hanging out. And we we're like, okay, sure. This doesn't seem that sketchy. Let's go do it. So we did. And we went. And it was nice. They gave us some of the absolute worst weed that I've ever smoked. Uh, <laughs> and you're um, a baby. Yes. Woo! And then I was in this conversation with this lady, and she was like, "Oh, do you like it? Do you like it? The trap music, the trap, the trap music." And I was like, "Trap? Yes. Yeah, I mean, yes." And she was like, "Have you heard? Have you heard of the Italian trap? The Italian oh, you, trap you music." You got some uh, my money, real Berlusconi music. <laughs> yes, exactly. So oh, she took yeah. my Spotify, and I did. She took my phone and my, my got my Spotify, and I like, I didn't quite see what she was doing, uh, and found like looked up all this stuff, but then somehow our accounts got linked so for the next like two years there would constantly be italian trap music playing yeah. through my phone through spotify and like all my year-end lists were only either italian trap music or papra songs yeah. or like a uh, weird you know a- italian like um you know mediterranean flamenco style style music yeah. i could not get it to be fixed it was fucking up my entire algorithm forever what so, was that one rapper that um, that Rob showed us who then, which this would only be a problem in Italy, had to, which given there are rappers like Gucci Man, name Gucci is in his, in his, in his, in his name. Yeah. Um, certainly in Italy, you can't do that. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's like stricter copyright laws and yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. His name was like Bad Boy Gucci or something like that. Oh, or whatever. I think it was like, wasn't it like Philo something like Gucci oh, yeah, son yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was it was it was Bellafia Gucci or something That's like that. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, beautiful yeah, he, Gucci. He had to he, change. He legally had to change his name though because Gucci sent him a cease and desist. He had a. He was the one who had the song uh, uh, like Berlusconi, where he talked yeah. about getting women mm-hmm. like Berlusconi. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so I'm gonna go through. Some little bits of information that I have picked up over like America's viewership of the contest. So as one of the like real heads, absolute fucking freaks who watches the show, one of the articles that starts coming out on a lot of the Eurovision websites this time of year is I'm an American. How the fuck do I watch it this year? Mm -hmm. Because whoever is like holding like broadcasting in the US at whatever hour it would be like, oh, it's it's middle of the night. Surely it's like 9 p.m. here in Germany. No, no, I guess like late afternoon yeah, like, yeah this time midday yeah yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, the yeah. Perfect, it's well it just depends on what day of the week it is but it's a saturday yeah 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 so it's it's good to, it's like australia is really into the competition and it's genuinely like 4 a.m when it airs there um so they're 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 the realest of heads but, like, but i mean like, australians are like on like infinite vacation anyway so like they're probably, <laughs> the Australian i know is like watching eurovision in like europe yeah, 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 the the European stereotype of yeah, Australians exactly. all work at hostels. It's also true there. <laughs> um, so originally you had like Logo TV, which was oh, a, yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah, they were the first to air it from like 2015 to 2018. Peak viewership was something like 74k, uh, which is logo, logo is the thing about Logo is that then Logo is Bravo that then is is a cable only package channel that you have to like buy extra. Maybe that, maybe that's different now, but when I, I remember going every time I would like logo was like always on at my mom's place because it played reruns of drag, uh, of, of drag race. It plays mm-hmm. reruns of um, all the Bravo shows and then the only thing it does live is Eurovision, and that's been that's been axed though because 
logo uh, does logo still exist uh i believe i believe logo still exists it it, it was a uh, no, no, it was. I think its mandate was it was supposed to be the gay cable network. Yes, yeah, uh, and they like, make- but it like it, it leaned a little bit like too hard on that, where it was just like I think everyone realized that it was just reruns of every Bravo show. Yeah, because- but I guess it's because it's like the reruns of Bo- because it's reruns of Bravo it makes it just slightly campier, slightly even slightly <laughs> gayer than Bravo actually is. <laughs> Somehow true. Yeah, yeah, to have a watch party for Next Top Model like three years ago, wrong? Yeah, exactly. This year. Yeah, 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 but it was it was a channel that was never going to work because it doesn't have like logo is never like logo was a channel that exists for Bravo to exist in cable packages to like market something else that they also own. You know, yeah, I mean, one might expect that, like, eventually, if there was enough market research for it, that like ABC, like the Disney affiliate, would like try to pick up Eurovision and like really push, like, oh, we're going to make this a thing in America. But it is, it's like, it's, it's kind of like a football, a uh, soccer, where it's like, it's the <laughs> slow, slow build. And it, like, it really feels like it is finally becoming a thing here. Yeah, but it, 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 Americans are just so. By by both the overt bigotry of like oh we don't need any fancy European things but also just our taste it's just like magnet poles it rejects European stuff in a yeah. from a primordial level uh, that makes so much of these things a top sell but but you know even just the popularity of something like Drag Race and the, like that influence of like overtly campy pop culture into the heights of popularity seems like it would have the American audience primed. For somebody to make a play of being like, look, 200 million people in Europe watch this. Surely we can get like what if the two million Americans to do it? Yeah, (laughs) yeah. I don't there. There is something, though, about the U.S. where I always you know what? Like I'm I'm always over here cheering on the U.S. being like, hey, you know what? We're not that stupid. Kind of are. But, you know, I won't talk about it. Um, I don't think I think. I think Eurovision could never prop like Eurovision in its purest form, not the not the diet version that that the U.S. tried, like mm. pure uncut Euro vibes. I think the U.S. can't do because they would find it like where the you know the grandmas in rural Macedonia are watching two gay men, you know, not not two gay men, but you know, two men rub, yeah. You and know. they're going like our brave national uh, founder. Exactly, yeah. Our brave <laughs> Alexander national- the Great. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just like our, him. Our brave, our brave national leaders of GERB or whatever fucking parties exist there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Who knows? Um, we should we should know. We run a European podcast. Um, <laughs> it's basically the don't be mean to Albanians party and the do be mean much. to Albanians yeah. party. <laughs> the fact that then like for like the way that then that like they are completely adverse to the idea homosexuality is just a a fantasy that exists in western europe i feel that it's the complete inverse for americans where americans would watch like even like the straightest most european thing like that's some gay shit like i don't think that the general american audience can just handle europe because it would just be like there's it's too silly it's 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 also like it's a big I think it's a big ass because we're so remote from it. And it's it's like a the stereotype of like, oh, you know, most Americans couldn't find Romania on a map. Yes, that's one thing. But also we're not. And this is much more justifiable. We're not tuned into the like national jokes one might have about like, oh, Romanian oh, people drive a car like this or whatever, which is <laughs> how you get into like 
American sports where you're like, I don't know, you, you grew up in Pittsburgh and you know those fucking Columbusers are like this, which means that you have a, a can have a state rivalry, which is how all these things work, which is, you know, mm-hmm. if you're in Europe, you know, you have your, your thoughts about other European countries that are much more complete. And so when you see their pop music, you're like, oh, of course, uh, Serbia would send us a, a song like this. Whereas like, and again, you know, if somebody in Kansas doesn't, shouldn't necessarily know, have any pre-existing thoughts about Serbians versus, uh, you know, a Greek, Greek people or whatever. It, it's yeah. frankly yeah, yeah, not yeah. none of our exactly. business, you know, and it helps would- it, 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 it hinders putting the narrative on top of these things in a way that makes it truly compelling, you know? Okay, then in order to extend this to Americans, now what about if, if a bunch of Phillies fans went and committed genocide against the Pirates fans? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, that we would certainly be carrying that into the playoffs the next year. And then, and then, the, pi- and then the Pirates... Out of Europe, mostly, right? <laughs> and then the Pirates Nation uh, enter with a song that says, "Don't deny, don't deny, don't deny." <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Roughly yeah. uh, four years ago, or something. Look, people like sports. You like war. You like history. Yeah. You like all the stuff, but you can't mix it all together because then it just becomes like gay goop for Americans. <laughs> but they, you yeah. can, you can though. Uh, I mean, you just... like I wanted to. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But... yeah, yeah. So the the. Uh, um, so the, you mentioned the Will Ferrell movie, and this mm-hmm. is when actually there was a brief period of time where like Netflix is actually hosting the live stream in the US mm-hmm. of Eurovision, and that's that was like basically promo for it. Yeah, I remember. I remember that. Was that in 2020? That seems like a quarantine thing. Oh yeah, it might have been. Iceland was yeah. very easy to film in in quarantine. You just had to check like five people weren't infected and it was grand. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, they they lose it in 2021 and now it's like peacock the nbc streaming thing uh and that's why they nbc makes american song contest to like mm-hmm. get people into it um another yeah. thing that i thought was a good idea like yeah get a song entry from each state and make them mm. like cuz again then again americans you can you can contextualize it in a thing of being like yep that seems like a south dakota song uh but i guess it never really it never really caught on I watched all of it. Uh, oh, they, yeah, yeah. Are sick of this. Just sending emo act after emo act after emo act because if they <laughs> then the contest does not matter. Was every one of their album covers a um, a power line? Yeah, if it, <laughs> it doesn't no, count. Or, or my thought is that everybody is just trying to send their own version of of Kelly Clarkson. <laughs> oh, so interesting! You should say that because I'm I'm going to skip to the American Song Contest portion of what Adrian I want to talk Saint about. of the suburbs, leave her alone. All right. The oh, American so- the American Song Contest was hosted by Snoop Dogg and Ke- mm-hmm. Kelly Clarkson. Okay, yeah, yes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Whoever came up with that, it just like got like two cars as a raise or something because their chemistry is actually phenomenal. <laughs> it was like the best thing about the show was them too. Mm-hmm. I, I mean. It's it's Snoop Dogg is one of America's sweethearts, which is uh, very fr- very funny considering uh, his background as like guy who probably killed some people. Oh sure, oh, yeah, hundred yeah, percent killed people. Yeah, like there. Is, I'm yeah. from Ireland, Chris. That's most of our politicians now. <laughs> like, it's true. You can get a coffee table book of Jerry Adams tweets. Like it's <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, the U.S. The U.S. does. Uh, uh, I mean, I was talking with Rob about this about how like and. Yulia and anyone else who I know who's my friend of uh, 
that uh yeah the, the the u.s has like a really bizarre phenomenon right now where then like every everyone who is big just because the nature of how like rap is the biggest thing and the socioeconomic reality mm-hmm. of that where like one of the biggest artists current like not currently because he died but like a few years ago was possibly a serial killer in king vaughn mm-hmm. like like has like seven to 12 bodies on him. Like these are just, these are just American things. You just accept it. Yes. Snoop Dogg may be like a, you know, like the sweetheart of America. Yes. He may also have a body on him. You just accept yes. these things. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, 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 very, it's such a weak place. It's just Nor- a fantastic, a, a very remarkable arc that now he has, he's like, his face is on like candles with Martha Stewart in target. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Martha Stewart, who's also, you know, actually probably has that. some bodies on her. Well. <laughs> yeah, probably. You just can't, you can't recreate that in Europe. Norway tried and they created Varg. So like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, yeah, so I think you, you get, you get, you get, you know, European musicians who do, crimes and they're unfortunately all related to like and that is why i stabbed my friend because i thought he was gay and uh, <laughs> is literally the reason why the drummer for was it mayhem no no not mayhem that's that's farg's band um what's uh, uh, uh emperor uh also killed someone because yeah. the norwegians decided that again yes their version of counterculture was nazism <laughs> Yeah, the Quisling regime, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, 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 we have, we like, we have that. Barry Evenishvili, the the albino son of George's richest man, uh, who's also a rapper, is currently like uh, being implicated in an honor killing that happened in his country. <laughs> so, like, which is why his TikTok has gotten very quiet. <laughs> I forget about this every time. <laughs> I know, right? He used Georgian state services to like harass his critics, most of whom were just like fourteen-year-olds posting on Facebook. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's a great country. It's great over here. Anyway, um, I do want to say that like there was a period of time when a bunch of like nerds in New York were watching the Eurovision because it was it was sponsored by a giant light bulb company. <laughs> So everyone who worked in like uh, Broadway was based like Eurovision became an unofficial showcase for stage lighting. Oh, so it's like an indu- like oh here's the newest freshest technology of stage yeah. lighting is gonna. I mean that's, that's also cool. That's really, yeah, one cool, but also two very German. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> the, 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 the we make precision machines designed look, to build we, other precision machines. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. Look, we might not have the uh, we might not have the best musical talent, but our uh, electrical light infrastructure is going to really knock your socks off. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so then, then we enter into the weird period uh, where I feel like Eurovision successfully conned a bunch of very big names in America to make appearances. Um. So in 2016, Justin Timberlake did his first live performance of Can't Stop the Feeling. Um, one of his A songs. very Eurovision-style song. Oh, absolutely. Anything Justin Timberlake does without Timberland, I do not want to hear about it. <laughs> that uh, song is... Uh, I mean, li- like Justin, glad he got a big hit. Uh, especially, was that after his Man of the Woods phase? But God, that was that song irritating? Mm, I, that, yeah, that was his... That was definitely after his kind of whole like I'm from the South bluegrass stuff yeah. that he was doing. Yeah, yeah. And it was after 2020 vision yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um those trolls movies, kind of charming. <laughs> I'll Wait, see them in a couple of years. Does Timberlake have a bluegrass thing that I was completely unaware of? Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, wow. A whole, a whole like is... I'm I'm 
I'm I'm wearing denim and sheep uh, sheepskin now. Uh, I I believe the album was called Man of the Woods, and it was uh, a huge. <laughs> What is he fucking reading about you, like Thoreau or whatever? And that's just his, like, kind of the vibe that he was trying to give. That, this is around the time I went and saw him live, like doing performance in Dublin. Uh, uh, it was me and the missus. And then just like oh, he would oh, play one of these songs and it would just be like dead silence. And energy no reacting. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure I, other other than that, a Justin Timberlake performance is out of this world. Probably like two and a half oh. hours of like nothing but hits and like amazing dancing and singing. He he plays sexy back once, like extended edition with like an extra verse or whatever, and like oh the secret chairs group. are being thrown. Like it's... <laughs> oh yeah, but I, uh, I, I uh, yeah I feel that there's yeah I feel that then someone one of the best entries too I think that we all forgot about was that then due to Europe having uh no coherency with their laws of citizenship and participation that Flowrider ended up participating last year yes san marino a fucking scam of a country uh, <laughs> uh, got uh that was two years ago got like a song called gasolina uh being not, sung but not by, the one you're thinking of no oh it? my god if, if the one that if, if that one participated that would like yeah. that would win no hang on it mightn't have been called gasolina it might have been called something you know that made you like was meant to remind you of Gasolina. Gasoline? Uh, uh, God, no, hang on. No, they were really leaning into kind of... So I, okay, I genuinely think they got Flo Rida because they convinced him San Marino was a country in the Caribbean. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, San Marino, Flo Rida. What was the song called? So it was the idea like, it was like San Marino's artist, what, one of the like, 60 people who claim citizenship to San Marino just happens to be a recording artist. There, there, yeah, there are no rules. They all come from Italy for San okay. Marino's entries. Great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, whoever San Marino, so it was like San Marino's artist featuring Flo Rider or something like that. Yeah. Yes, it was uh, uh, a woman called Sen Hit. Uh, there was a guest verse by Flo Rider. It was also the year that everyone was punished for having like a black person in their, in their, uh, 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 in their song like there was a Dutch song that was quite good there was like a Senegalese guy singing and it got like y- Europe is also just not ready for black people in in, in large part uh, unfortunately but um, yeah the song was called Adrenalina Ah, oh my god I remember, I remember the song yeah 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 Adrenalina yep 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 it tried uh, to do yeah it, it, it tried to do the flow yeah it, it, it tried to do the most European thing which is a flow rider chorus from the year 2013 <laughs> yes. yeah he was I genuinely think he's never coming back to Europe after like, <laughs> <laughs> like after we got him to do that um, and then yeah this year uh, he, this year he's living in the a fucking tax haven here you know he is Oh yeah, well that's what San Marino is, I guess. They're just like, hey, we'll look the other way on these books if you, <laughs> you know do what, a, like, no, a zero fee transfer of your entire bank account to a San Marino bank if you come sing on this song. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, this year they have a song with the guy saying, "I want to smell you like an animal," which just feels horrible. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah. not good. No. Yes. Europeans may need to brush up on their English a little bit. Oh, um, I. I do believe, though, this is I've I've not looked into any of this. If you look at Flowrider's tour dates, I bet they're all very small towns in Europe, like <laughs> all within a one-hour drive of a tax haven, like Luxembourg, yeah, no, Monaco. No, no, no. It's probably like a whole European tour, but I guarantee you, he only tours like Europe. Oh, interesting. 
I bet I bet he does because there are just some people like after I feel the like Sam. He's Marino probably thing, big in Latin America, right? No, he's not. The Florida, just because he's from Florida, does not mean that he is Latino. I just assume that about everyone from Florida. Whatever the term is that people prefer to use, because this, this, yeah. I mean his his current tour is that that equivalent of the United States, where he's playing like Grand Junction, Colorado, Dubuque, yes, exactly. Iowa, yeah, Duluth, <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah, post no, box in Delaware. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> what's up? What's, yeah, what's up, Duluth? It's Florida. <laughs> yeah, I've always said Duluth is the San Marino of America. <laughs> uh, the okay, so I, I have to ask the Americans in the room about this next big American performance, which was I did not see this because this was 2019 when Israel last hosted it, and there was a big BDS boycott that I took part in. Did not watch the show, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But Madonna performed. Uh, um, she started with "Like a Prayer" uh, and then moved into a new song called "Future," featuring a rapper called Quovo. Quavo. He's one of Quavo. the Migos. Wait, not uh, wait. Oh, I'm about to say wait, not Quavo. A different rapper named Quavo. <laughs> no, Quavo. Yeah. Quavo is one of the Migos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, worst concert I've ever seen in my life. But yet also, I realized this weekend, maybe one of the best because uh, <laughs> Offset came out with a backwards Louis V backpack. Yes, that is right. He was wearing the backpack in the front and it was nice. Very, it was very sick. He kept pulling like money out of it. It was pretty cool. <laughs> but no uh, lyrics, just ad libs. Yeah, absolutely. No, so, I mean, I, I, oh, yeah. Do you want to finish the, the anecdote? No, 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 absolutely not. Uh, uh, she did. Tr- she tried to do some like peace between Israel and Palestine stuff that no one liked. Um, yeah, yeah. person Quavo to bring on stage. For that. He was wearing he a Palestinian flag on his back, and she was wearing Wait, the Israeli what? flag on his That's back. The yeah, thing I've heard Quavo do, which is actually not very many things, because he's just very <laughs> to himself. I'm sure that that only that pissed off the Israelis, even though I'm sure Madonna, I, I don't know. Madonna's whole thing with Judaism in Israel is very funny. Is that like, as a middle-aged woman, she just kind of like decided that she was Jewish in some oh, yeah. way. She was but not, <laughs> not Jewish, like Jew ish, you know? Yeah, okay. <laughs> she had like a whole, that whole Kabbalah phase. Molly and I were watching a, a Madonna concert DVD recently. And th- that had like a whole, you know, it, she comes out of the gate. This is probably around 2000 or so. She comes out of the gate uh, with like, you know, as you do with a big arena tour concerts, like all, a whole suite of like your classic bangers uh, to just like get the audience into it. And then you move into your next tone and her next tone is like, you know, Israeli the, the, yeah, it's like desert imagery and the, the vocal line that every Hollywood movie wants you to uses to let you know you're in some place exotic, like, Oh, Sad oud music, plays. and then it's like comes yeah. out, and she's like, "And now I'm going to do it Kabbalah stuff for 20 minutes." <laughs> Madonna Sorry. is European. Madonna, I, Madonna, Madonna. I is do European. like I, I do like that she just like announces that in the concert. It's like I'm yeah. going to do Kabbalah stuff for 20 minutes. People want to get a drink or a bathroom yeah. break. Now is the time. Yeah. Now, now is the part where I'm going to like think about Israel to you. <laughs> um, yeah, and then we've already mentioned. America tries American Song Contest, which I was surprised by how poorly it did compared to like some of the acts they got, like Macy Gray, Cisco, mm-hmm. Michael Bolton was involved. He represented I mean, these are the people who these are the people who will uh, who will come on your TV show if you call them. 
Oh, fair enough. <laughs> and then, like, well, yeah, I know that with Cisco because wasn't he like sued into oblivion by Ricky Martin for yeah. saying "Live in La Vida so- Loco" in his biggest song? Um, yeah, the a K-pop act from Oklahoma one. Um, yeah, the show okay. was. Are they? Were they? Was it Korean people? It was a Korean Oklahoma? American. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Her name's Alexa. Yeah. She the the songs. She's like big and could be in, in Korea already. But she's like from Oklahoma originally. It was good. It was with like all fifty-six like states and territories. So like Puerto Rico did quite well with naturally sure. like some reggaeton stuff that was quite mm-hmm. good. Um, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about the the relationship there because we were, I was watching some of the Coachella live streams the other day, and we were watching Bad Bunny, and it's 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 interesting that even you know so much of his singing is in Spanish, and he's from Puerto Rico, and it's just interesting that he is a U.S. citizen treated like a foreign act in his own country, you know, mm. that there is still that that weird relationship between the territorial existence of Puerto Rico and the, that our largest recording artist comes there speaking in a language, singing in a language other than the language of the United States. It's, it's just a, a weird phenomenon to be happening in, you know, 2023. Yeah, it's a, there's actually like I think a super cut on YouTube of a bunch of like whenever a Puerto Rican person is like being interviewed in like an early stage of something like American Idol or whatever and the judges are always just like oh so what what was it like to like not be an American in this competition and there's like and they're like I am American. Yeah, I have a US passport. <laughs> yeah, exactly. like, do you under do you understand how a territory works? Yeah. No, absolutely they don't. Yeah. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of 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 uh, Donald Trump's favorite place, Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Um, um I made a I made a uh, um I made a friend of mine cry because I had to unfortunately tell her that cuz she's from Venezuela and um reggaeton is whether Americans want to admit it or not is the biggest genre in the world currently. Yes. Oh, Spain is going uh, mad for it, yeah. Yeah, late to the game but yeah so like my friend from venezuela very much like just been into reggaeton her entire life loves daddy yankee loves him mm-hmm. and i had to break her little heart in that daddy yankee is not only conservative but uh performed at central high school in phoenix when i still lived there to at a John <laughs> McCain rally <laughs> and kids left my school <laughs> to go and see <laughs> John McCain at the uh, sorry Daddy Yankee at the John McCain rally. They obviously didn't give two shits about about the, John McCain. John McCain. <laughs> they left to go to Central High because Daddy Yankee did a concert for John McCain when he ran for president. My friend found out Daddy Yankee was a Republican and cried, like Aww. cried in front of me, being like that is not true. And then had to then look it up and uh, was a very upset, like one of the most upsetting things I've actually personally witnessed of just ruining someone's worldview before their eyes in the version of Daddy Yankee, which was I was I thought everyone knew that he was conservative because I thought everyone knew that then like that type of person in the US like votes right wing. But yeah, no, no, no. They were very upset with the uh, the the realization that Daddy Yankee is a John McCain supporter. <laughs> well, not anymore because there's <laughs> not much left to support there. Um, but the the I watched the entirety of the American Song Contest. My two criticisms of it is they stretch it out over eight weeks rather than Eurovision, which is like three nights in one week. 
Um, and also, like, the one of the reasons that Eurovision kind of really works is because it's all a bunch of nations. They all have their own, like, weird music industry. Mm-hmm. But, like, outside of, like, what, Miami, California, New York, and, like, what, Nebraska? Or no, what, Kansas? Which is the big, like, country one in the U.S.? Uh, Nashville, Nashville. Nashville, Nashville Tennessee, Tennessee. Tennessee, yeah. That's, like, does each state have its own music industry? Yeah, that's a good a good point that because everything is so nationalized here, like certainly there are like recording studios and, you know, smaller places where music can be recorded regionally. But that is a great point that everything kind of has to be filtered through the national mil- um, musical monoculture. And there are other regional hubs, you know, Houston obviously generates like a, a ton of right, uh, right, music. Right. And then there are like regional rock scenes that uh, are de- like developed, but that's probably not like, you know, whoever's doing like, you know, basement hardcore band recordings out of a, like Columbus, Ohio <laughs> is probably not submitting people to uh, the American Song Contest. Though, if it developed enough as an institution, that's what you would hope to see. <laughs> but, you know, I guess from, you know, if you're just putting this together for the first time, you basically have to like, yeah, call your guys in Nashville and be like, hey, so we need a band from Arkansas, from Mississippi, from Alabama. Who do you got? And they're like, well, we've got guys like that, but we've all been doing the same thing with them out of Nashville. So yeah, I, I can imagine though. I did not watch it. I, I instantly understand what you're saying that, 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 that national processing probably sands a lot of the regional edges off of yeah. what you would hope to see from, from a mm. contest like that. Yeah. I think the sense that, um, if you wanted to have an American song contest in its truest form, it would just be too weird because then like, for, I mean, like you mentioned Houston or whatever, which is like one like Texas as an entire state. You have to then divide up into individual things because each, you know, like they're like there's like for the Grammys alone, there's like a lobbying group out of Houston. Yeah. Or you have to have like some kind of weird restriction, like the, they've only played so many times outside of their own state or something. So you were really developing people who are st- or choosing people who are still Oh, mostly yeah. then, regional artists or something like that. Yeah, and then you're getting kind of like I don't know, like it's just kind of like such a there isn't like obviously a regional type of music I would say anymore in most places in the US. Like you could maybe argue that 50, 60 years ago, but the US no matter what the genre is has more or less accepted that then Music is kind of, you know, this thing that you get into if you become famous or not, that's whatever. But if you are like a young musician who's attracted to then getting into music, you're then normally into that thing that then is big locally where you are, which then becomes different because, yes, theoretically speaking, there are big groups from like big performers from all over the U.S., depending in, in, in so many different genres. However, yeah, when I mentioned to you, like, Arizona, and we put up the list of, you know, bands that are big from Arizona, I think the last, like, really large band there was, like, Jimmy Eat World that I sure. can, like... Yeah, you know, or, like, like Alkaline Trio. Job for a Cowboy is, like, death metal, but do- Job yeah. for a Cowboy is more <laughs> of a theme 
like as much as they are like as much as i like job for a cowboy as like a serious death metal band because they have good later work everyone just knows them from their fucking like spongebob meme that like people have on their profile in 2006 of like <laughs> spongebob's like doing like breeze and whatnot because that's when like deathcore had its like first big boom you know the- it's it's, it's I- so hard to do like it like but that, yeah exactly that like in arizona where i'm from the music scenes that are really big are like country, which I mean, there's probably a hundred thousand country entries that you could have just because like everyone's just like, oh, well, you know, yeah, there's country out of fucking Michigan now or some shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, or you have that or you have like a bunch of hardcore metalcore bands that just like no one wants, you know, one, and then one, also, one. like a bunch of like local rap groups, which then like the things that are actually interesting happening on that level musically that then's locally like. I don't know, like coherent to where you can actually like find like a local flavor of a tri- certain type of like production style are not quite there yet to be on the like professional stage, you know, like, yeah, okay. Someone like Travis Scott, who's from Houston is super big, this and that and that, but he's big because he's a pop artist first and foremost, mm-hmm, rather mm-hmm. than being a Houston rap artist. Like you're not seeing a lot of like big Houston rap art. You have, like ASAP Rocky, like ripped him off. But that was a whole other different thing that was happening in like the 2012, you know, like there, there's yeah, too much going yeah. on on smaller levels yeah, yeah. that to have like a co like there are no, like even Nashville, like the record labels that then out of there are still trying to just pump out pop country songs, you know, like that's what they're focused on. I mean, like, yeah, yeah there are yeah, labels, but they're also subsidiaries at this time of like, you know, like even the indie labels are like part of like, I don't know what it like century media, which then is a part of a different label on top of that. And then at the end, you see at the top is just either a Sony or universal still at the day, at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. yeah everything's yeah, either everything's like super micro level or yeah. just absorbed into the, the, yeah. ma- the major macro industry. Right. So the last, the last thing I want to, I want to get Chris on though, before we go, obviously is you listen to a lot of the songs, you listen to the like mega mix of Mm -hmm. the various clips and I can pay them now if we need reminders, but, um, who's your guys? Who, 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 I I listened to, I listened to the entire mega mix. So I went through all of them. I did little capsule reviews of every single song. So I can, uh, I can opine on anyone that you, that you want to take on. Um, but I, I pick my top five okay. that I'm going for. And I'll just go, go alph- alphabetically because um, this is because that's the way that, that it, it goes. Uh, yeah. Austria. This is oh, yeah. uh, Tia and Selena with their song, Who the Hell is Egger? Uh, yeah. Which I appreciate because it is it does have that kind of aggressively Euro dance pop sound to it. Um, mm. it, w- it wasn't hiding it's uh, with with kind of a mysterious choral chorus element it, it's not hiding its Europeanness and then I also have to give this one extra points because it's about uh, being possessed by the ghost of Edgar Allan Poe for some reason oh okay yes oh, uh, yeah, yeah, do, yeah, yeah. do you not know the 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 real reason that song's about that no I don't know if there's a, that, that's the thing it's like the, yeah. the if there is a joke here or if there is a, a reference then it is impenetrable impenetrable to me uh, it to me, it is just a song about uh, American author Edgar Allan Poe and being possessed by his spirit and being able to write with his words, uh, yes. and then having it like a dance banger about that. So this is this is what like I'm wrestling whether this is like my second or first favorite this year because uh, as someone who like grew up in in the scene, any song that's about how the music industry is fucking vile is um, is going to have 
my heart. Mm-hmm. It's not like obvious until you get like the bridge where it's like, what is it? 0.003, give me two years and your dinner will be free. Gas station champagne's on me. Edgar can't pay my rent for me. And it's just about like, even if I was possessed by one of the like greatest novelists in the English canon, I still wouldn't be able to make money from music. Ah, I mean, there picked, we go. You picked, you picked the wrong guy. Well, no, they, yeah. they picked the right guy because he didn't he kill himself because he didn't have any money. Well, uh, he, he died he, poor. He may or may not have died just from general alcoholism in a sewer dish. Sure. Uh, he may have also died in a a uh, a rough uh, a voting fraud incident in which he was being uh, <laughs> scooped up and paid in alcohol to uh, go around into different districts to vote uh, for the machine candidates. Yes. Uh, it's that's one of the theories about his his somewhat mysterious death. Yeah. I mean, he died with no money. That's that's I think that's, that's the thing. thing that they they needed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I mean, like, exactly. Yeah, you really did not read the memo or like the Wikipedia page on Edgar Allan Poe if you uh, picked him to be your damn. Why everyone phony in the industry? <laughs> uh, it is, you know, yeah, it is a like. I guess they probably like did a Google search for uh, artist who died or writer who died poor and that was the first hit on it i feel like there are probably more thematically appropriate choices if you're like trying to be a, a poet or a songwriter i don't think uh ed ground poe known for the quality of his horror writing i don't think really known for his uh lyricism or poetry but it, it's still sure. a funny song and a good and a good jam i think the uh, uh, um one of the things you might be arriving at here is countries kind of effectively if they want to do well being forced to perform in english but mm-hmm. like edgar Allan poe is important to like the english literary canon he's not necessarily super important to the german language literary yes, canon sure. for Austria. that's why yeah. you call yourself franz kafka obviously <laughs> yes that, there you we know. go uh oh i was i did want to just preface this all by saying um going through all these songs Everybody did a really good job. I'm I'm proud of everybody. I th- I thought that all of these songs, nothing here was like overtly embarrassing or like, oh, this is awful. Uh, it's a strong you know, yeah. yeah, yeah. At, at worst, I was like, you know, maybe the most derisive thing I said about something is like, oh, this is like that kind of anonymous music I'd hear when I was, you know, walking into a Walgreens or something. You know, right. just like total background FM pop. But even that, like the worst I could say about any of these things is it, it's mediocre. It's not really. It's kind of forgettable. Everything else. Uh, uh, everybody sent their best. I'm I'm very proud of all these countries. That's good. I hope everyone has a good game. Kind of that. Yes, exactly. Uh, the next one I really liked is uh, Chechia. Uh, this is oh. Vesna with my sister's crown. Uh, yeah. I, so I, it's, it's quite late here. I thought you meant like Chechnya, like Chechenia, like, Chechia, Czechia, Czech, Czech Republic, Czechia, Czechia, Czech Republic. Yeah, no, it's one, not no, the Czech Republic anymore. It's Czech. No that, one that, says, no one says that did not stick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, apparently, yeah. Turkey wants to be called Turkey now, which that fucks everything up because I don't know how to make that letter if I don't have a German keyboard in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Czechia with a, uh, this is Vesna with my sister's crown. Yeah. Uh, I think that the, the K-pop influences are really creeping into everything because a lot of these songs have that K-pop thing where it's like six different songs put in where there's like, a kind of uh, like more standard poppy chorus with like a hard or verse with like a hard EDM chorus. And then like, there's like a rap part in it. And this is one of those songs that has like three or four different things. It's got like a creepy epic mutated choral chorus. 
uh, with really high energy verses and even a Czech rap. Um, and it really has a really unique sound. And I, I, I fit like the, uh, the choral tone a lot and the, the kind of a uh, creepy and mysterious qualities that it brings to it. Yeah. It's in a, it's also in like, yeah, it's good. It's the music video has got some like kingdom hearts shit going yeah, on. Exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. JRPG kind of thing. Okay. And then the, it's in like four languages mm-hmm. uh, yeah, as cool. well. Yeah. One if of the, want- People got really angry because one of the uh, uh, women in the band is Russian, but she was like, oh. "I, I left the country like ten years ago." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Europe's yeah. also gonna be weird about that then too. Yeah. As well. Um, uh, 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 another another thing as well. I didn't realize that that was a K-pop trend. That the complete genre switching, which now makes a lot of sense because um, complete side caveat uh, if you want a metal band that sounds like this i can highly recommend the japanese band pale dusk because they oh, do you got that, me onto them they're so good yeah, they do <laughs> just like sax solos for no reason yeah what if yeah what if like j-pop k-pop song structures but bizarre time signatures and raps in the middle of the thing and also like eight string guitars if that's yeah. your thing then yeah. a japanese whatever like math core band is <laughs> right well i mean it's it's funny that like the K-pop songs are only are the only songs that have like bridges pop songs that have like bridges in them anymore. Yeah. Like most American pop songs are like sanded down to the bone, just like verse course verse course out. Uh, yeah. Because I, for whatever reason, I, I assume it's like a streaming thing that you're just trying to get like the the parts that'll be sampled and mega mixes and just get yeah. straight to the point and not really uh, have yeah. anything. Yeah. But with the the, the K-pop songs. Repl- the the like you catch yourself hitting repeat on the new songs it's like a yeah. minute and a half long you know you miss it because you washed your dishes or whatever well you, so you're gonna hit it again like that literally is the reason why that exists yeah and i think that the k-pop my assumption is, is because every k-pop band has like 12 people in it and so every song has to highlight a bunch of different people so you need three different people singing three different choruses somebody else singing the bridge somebody rapping during it you know, it just needs to have all these parts to highlight everybody. So that yeah. and I, I am in favor of that influences of just having thing songs that have like a bunch of different things going on in it. If we uh, don't thought, appeal to to every particular BTS fandom for yeah, each exactly. member, there'll, there'll be a hostage situation at a South Korean embassy somewhere. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. Uh, so I like that Czechia song, and also yeah, bright, colorful uh, um, video. It, it had a very yeah. unique energy to it. To it, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Next one, and I bet you guys will both agree with the with uh, the strength of this entry, Finland. Yes, yeah. yes. This, <laughs> this is a uh, Karija with Cha Cha Cha, yeah. which yeah. I would say is like kind of an electro electro metal with kind of an absurdist fa- flair. Uh, again, it sounds like they're kind of going for the like, K-pop style maximalism. Uh, it, it, it's party rock, folks. It's party rock. <laughs> they did it, and they're not apologizing this yes, time. Exactly. No, not at all. Yeah, the song is so like good because the lyrics are again the ultimate finish thing is talking about like I have social anxiety unless I drink. <laughs> um, the song is called Cha Cha Cha, but the thing he's doing a Cha 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 with is alcohol. Ah, there we go. Yeah, I love too that then that he has appeared in every like media appearance that I have seen in that outfit. He's a sweetheart. <laughs> is it the kind of like shirtless but big ruffle like uh, sleeves thing? Vibrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, I also appreciated that you know it has that metal backbone to it, uh, so that you know it feels like the the fins like acknowledging 
you know their their core their core competencies of you know like heavy metal uh, but throw putting that remixing it into a pop uh, context with again just insane energy to it so that, that, really that one really stuck out that lately uh as well too uh one of my favorite entries from i believe it was the forbidden year of was it 2021 2019 2019 oh yeah um were they just you like mean, do you mean forbidden for corona or forbidden for palestinian solidarity <laughs> <laughs> forbidden for corona and then they said oh, 2020 2020 and then and then, and then the the 2021 was the one that we streamed right yeah yes yeah yeah, yeah. that was the first live one yeah yeah um they sent just like a straight up like really corny new metal band and it rocked yes i they 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 won in 2006 with lordy's hard rock hallelujah like the the finnish answer to like guar um (laughs) and then like they made a music video with your one from smallville who's also in the nexium sex cult thing um that's a whole other story. Next song on your list, Chris. You have All right. One. Next song. I've got Moldova. Oh, uh, yeah. This is uh, Pasha Parfeni yep. with Solari Siluna, which yep. is like uh, Lord of the Rings EDM, complete with a <laughs> satyr pan flute riff over an electro bass breakdown. Yeah. Uh, it's it's really catchy. Also really stood out as as, even though it's remixing a lot of these like very popular electro pop elements it has a completely unique energy to it uh while not being corny even though there are like dwarves and chainmail in the music video and everything like they're leaning in that this is like elf core but (laughs) it's not it's not like a joke it 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 all it all really worked and i found it very catchy and the the pan flute rip riff over the uh the electro bass really it had me grooving i want to download that and throw that in my dj sets Absolutely. That's just a, that's just a song about him getting married. Really? Uh, yeah. Sudden moon <laughs> is what it means. Uh, Solari she luna. Yeah. Sun and moon. And it's about his wife and him nice. getting married. And yeah. he's a wife guy. Great. He's Perfect. a wife guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then my final one is got to give it to Serbia. Uh, Luke Black, oh, Samo yeah. Mise Spava, which is like, a hard, weird, aggressive electro pop uh, with like tech flourishes, uh, yeah. and like literally, like it looks like he's performing in front of like a transformer, and then it's eventually revealed that the theme of the performance is like a video game boss fight. Yeah, he is like he's going around like dance fighting his dancers and unplugging them from steam hoses and then they like <laughs> they they deactivate and then a, a energy meter or an hp meter in front of the guy the guy behind him slowly decreases it's it's all very good and the guy has a uh kind of the a, a mid-aughts emo guy kind of styling but through the uh through the lens of i don't know serbian anime uh, and, the, and the song just has like a, a real dark and epic with a little silly, like a, aggressive electro pop uh, sound to it. And I, I really enjoyed that one. I have, I have great news for you because uh, um, Serbia's national broadcaster has said that they will be increasing the scope of their stage performance for the final. Oh, hell yes. There will be, be more. <laughs> so, so does it work like you do these little performances as like your demo for it and then you bring the performance to the final? Because I, I noticed that a lot of the so the the videos that they put in the mega mix were like evenly split between like actual videos shot for the things, and then some of them were filmed live performances that seemed like they were of a piece, like for something. 
so each uh each country basically gets to decide however the fuck they want to do it mm-hmm. um countries that are probably the most successful make big song and dances of like their national selection for example like spain has routinely like come last or like close to last most years except mm-hmm. for when they started a new national selection process like two years ago called benadrome um where like what like last year they came third with the horniest song ever called slow-mo <laughs> and nice. th- yeah exactly and this year they could do quite well as well it's just because they've started caring on their national selection process yeah, yeah the spain song was interesting i didn't think it was like great but i i appreciated it it also has this kind of like uh hollywood movie exotic vocal type thing but you know with the spanish flair but then the 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 production had this kind of like dreamy minimalist techno thing going on that that had a little more i thought uh, uh texture and 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 its own thing than the standard electro pop production that most of these other things have yeah it's it's like quite a somber song as well it's about like her singing to her mom who got her into like singing flamenco even though she like died after she could ever see her perform or something like that um uh, the the reports that we've been hearing is like anyone who sees this live is just like whoa uh so it's set to do quite well yeah yeah yeah. and then Uh, with your sorry you done with your personal five yeah those are those are my top five okay okay because uh, um, you, you've done quite well. You've done. You like named a lot of the songs that are in the top ten, uh, uh, um, or like set to do quite well. Nice. Um, the Serbia one, I'm very interested in because the song is literally like the doom pill song, like the doomer song. The song means "Let me sleep forever." Basically, yeah, I was reading the, some of the translated lyrics, like, like the big breakdown before it goes into Congo, uh, into the chorus is him like gazing up and looking straight at the camera and just going "Game over." Yeah, 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 and he's like, <laughs> he's talking about war and climate apocalypse and stuff, and a lot of interesting, songs. interesting, um, real hell on earth stuff. Yeah, Serbia has decided that this Serbia is their Serbia wasn't already difficult enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the they thing did... I love about it is that 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 like because now I'm curious because I thought Serbia would just do what Serbia always does and sending the three sexy ladies that they've sent for the last three years. <laughs> oh yeah, the people who look like they'd have like a fight outside of uh, uh, of a nightclub in Leeds in England yeah. or something like that. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, no, they. <laughs> They decide. I think they've decided after last year's entry that their thing is now going to be like social commentary because ladies. no, no, because last year was Konstratka who signed uh, um, Incorpore Sano, which was oh yeah, 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 I remember that. Yeah, there was a song that, where she's just sitting on a chair and singing to the camera about like the whole context of it was that like one of her former bandmates died of like a treatable form of cancer because you're a freelancer in Serbia, you don't get healthcare. Wow. Uh, if you're a musician and it's her like the last lines are like oh no what's the line that always like made me like kind of well up a little bit and they put subtitles on the live thing so everyone could understood because it was in serbian was um the chorus going god give me health and then she just cuts blankly to because i'm on my own uh wow yeah <laughs> powerful i mean yeah. we, need, we need more songs like that in america it it's really good i, j- I tried to learn serbian after it um <laughs> i've I've managed the phrase "ya uchim serbski," which means I'm learning Serbian. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm kind of curious because I think the ideal Eurovision experience is picking your personal favorites and then getting very angry at the TV because the rest of Europe doesn't agree with you. Um, 
who do you think is going to win? That's a good question. I, I, again, applying the American perspective of usually the broadest, like most crowd pleasingly mediocre uh, things um, tend to do well. I'm trying to remember because there were a few ones that I just put like, oh, this is this is like blank Ad- Adele. Um <laughs> Like sweet, like the Swedish one. I thought that that was like, oh, this is just Swedish Adele. Adele. Uh, Estonia. I was like, oh, there's Estonian Adele. I thought like the French one was like, oh, this is the type of thing that like seems like it would be very cloud crowd pleasing. That was like kind of a Dua Lipa style, like new disco type song mm-hmm. with a lady wearing like a mirrored beret. Yeah. Um, th- those are the ones that set out as like, as you know, competent, but. I thought like fairly uninteresting and I feel like those would probably do well. I was given how much a higher than it's a weight class Albania uh, punches internationally with like Dua Lipa, BB Rexa was the other one. Ava Max. Like I was surprised that Rita Ora. Exactly. Like, yeah, yeah. that they didn't really have anything interesting from there. That's just a a side note. Really. Their thing seemed to be like a, a generic Eastern European influenced, yeah, I feel song about how your your family is cool or something. That's exactly yeah. what the song is about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Albania is not allowed to compete because if they were allowed to like use their true power, they would win every year. Because <laughs> every one of those artists that you named had okay, maybe not so much like Dua Lipa because I do like some of her songs, but yeah, uh, uh what, who's the other one? Baby, what's Baby the BB Rexa? I am BB Rexa, just the absolute crown princess of making an annoying yet perfect earworm for last yeah. year that's yeah. the david getta song the 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 blue double the, the blue song. remix that yes. angry at. yeah that was that you know it was an albanian you know superstar we should have known it yeah so the uh, um albania this year is actually like a poor year for them i i don't know what they're doing because you're right they usually do send something that's like we found another secret smash it starlet just under a rock in Tirana. Um, in, in one of the various bunkers we have where we make these people. Um, then you mentioned Estonia, which is, yeah, you're kind of like ballady thing. They're mm-hmm. set to not do well, I think. Um, then, yeah, you mentioned Sweden, who has been like the bookies' favorite since February uh, uh, to win. Yeah. And. I'm very angry at this because if Sweden wins again, then they will be tied for most wins with Ireland uh, uh, in the contest. They will unseat our record. Uh, I like the Irish, the Irish song again. Uh, Ireland sending just a pretty straightforward uh, rock band with some electro production mm. flourishes to it. Uh, that's Wild Youth with We Are One Irish guys. We just did uh, just came out today and introducing has an episode on Bono, uh, oh. part one of a two parter. <laughs> Uh, Irish guys love making anthemic rock songs about how we are all one people. Uh, to which I, you know, I imagine that the uh, the twenty six plus six equals must be part of that in the the DNA. I, I think it's the other way around. Of like, this is the most political message we can say without pissing off some various faction yeah. of Republicans. Uh, um, because Bono is very much a soft he, unionist. Yeah, <laughs> he, is the, he is the ultimate musical radical centrist. 
Yes, absolutely. I could tell you some stories about growing up relatively close to where his house was that he was oh. never in. Because uh, he was. <laughs> I'm sure I'd he, love to hear them. For tax reasons, he was never in the country sure. for the Rex with the to days. Um, yeah, so Sweden is going to win. Wild Youth made some headlines recently because they exposed their their manager for being like a corona, like vaccine denying transphobic mm, person mm, and like wait, immediately this, fired this him. Sweden's guy? No, Ireland's Ireland's entry. Oh, Ireland's. Oh, okay. So yeah. Wild Youth, are they good? Are they are they ones to keep an eye keep an eye out for? Good God, no, they're going to come dead last. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait, even worse than like the Slovenian dance punk band <laughs> they're going to do quite well <laughs> I mean that song's good I mean I'm just thinking of like what I'm seeing here what I imagine would be popular with the I mean there are a few things that I imagine were would be pretty low uh, I don't know maybe the the Maltese band that is like trying to do Maltese Bruno Mars with the horn section I didn't yeah. really think that they'll do in okay with everything though. else they'll do okay though because everyone's afraid of Malta <laughs> yeah, 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 you say anything bad about us and suddenly there's a car bomb going off. Um which seems like an Irish thing, but now it's a Maltese thing. It's a, a bold new future. Yeah. Um double, double points if you're a journalist who died. Yeah. <laughs> like, the the Maltese entry has this problem. Like, oh wait, yeah, no, that 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 country is again same problem small European countries have. Um tax evasion and all those other stupid problems never mind i answered my own question the uh, um, what is it the the problem with that maltese entry is if you listen to the full song there has like it has like a kind of like instrumental bridge where it's just repeating the sax hook Mm. and the big question is like what the fuck are you going to do on stage to make this interesting okay yeah and the other one that that stood up as like right that was a problem that czech republic had a few years ago right where they brought the um they brought the backpack kid on. Oh, that because... was hungry, but yeah, yeah. Same oh, they problem. have the like the. Bing! Oh, wait, fuck! Didn't they like they put a meme in the middle of their song, and then ended up being the saxophone guy? Which oh when... yeah, you know you're thinking of epic sax guy, which was a, a, a Moldova entry from years ago. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. That Moldova was... has been the Moldova's been sending memes. Yeah, yeah. Um. And then the Chris, other one got... that I felt was like very just not one of these things, not like the other is uh, the Portuguese entry, which I thought was fine, but it is basically just a tango song, you know, mm. that one, that one's a real, uh, um, I do not know what to make with that. Bookies don't know what to make with it. They, they, they're questioning whether it will even make it into the final. We're on like third day of like the rehearsal. So all the like bookies assessments and stuff are changing radically at the moment. Okay. But, yeah, yeah, but like because we were now seeing their like performance for the first time, um, like a bunch of like mobile phone like video footage just being <laughs> smuggled out because there's still no press allowed at the moment. But um, yeah, I don't know what to make of Portugal. The one that I really like this year is Latvia, uh, uh, um, Aya, which is like the the lullaby song. Uh, oh um, yeah, I, I wrote that this is almost like a it almost reminded me of like an Arcade Fire style epic emotional rock with like the uh with like a, i appreciate like the massive distorted bass on yeah. the on the recording yeah that one was pretty cool that's one that's like going to eat shit and i'm just like i don't understand this is really pretty it's like it's really hitting me like as a father because the song is about trying to keep a baby to sl- like get a baby to sleep while a war uh, is going on around you um i'm just like oh okay i'm gonna cry now <laughs> but yeah right uh, um 
We so going who, who do you got? Yeah, we have who do you got to win? Who who's you, who's your money on? Oh, uh, it's the only. I don't want Sweden to win. This is the only like little bit of nationalism that's coming out of me. Is I do not want Sweden to win to unseat Ireland uh, as our record for most wins. Um, but the only the only other act that has a real possibility of unseating Sweden is Finland. Uh, I mean, I would I would I would put my aspirational. Uh, hit on Fiat yeah, Finland yeah, because yeah. that certainly is a lot more interesting than what Sweden's got going on, and I would like to see more of that energy, please, in the world of pop music. Absolutely, yeah. I I agree with that too. Is that then I you know see if if Sweden did the smart Nick thing, which is send Blady, <laughs> then. I would maybe agree. Blady deserves to be the Eurovision winner. You know, I want like a a twenty one year old just zanned out of his mind, just you know, <laughs> being, uh, you know, being the the true rep- representation of Sweden, which would be probably more realistic. But yeah, mm. no, Finland is. I want Finland to win because uh, one, the song's fun, which is. Uh, you know, half the battle right there. Yeah, you, you got you got to, you, you have a fun song that's not too tedious, um, because there are some songs where you're like, I get why they won, but is this really the one that Europe wants to pretend that they're really into? Because that was the thing that was so funny with Manskin. Um, I know that Chris mentioned that then you are quite the fan of them. I uh, I completely disagree. I got very annoyed with everyone pretending that they were a manskin friend, a fan in Europe for like after they won Eurovision. And I'm like, if you want bands that are like this, just listen to that. Like they're cool and fun. And they provided something interesting that gave, I would say, one, Italy a break from the you know horrible popper that they do um but yeah like italy i think is also like man i don't even know what is the actual name of this band again kieran i'm just gonna maniskin maniskin yeah there's an e maniskin. there you're forgetting the e in the middle <laughs> okay yeah maniskin not manskin yeah. um yeah like i i i do the the only reason I would say that Finland lost that year was because Manskin performed, but that's just Nick's personal take on that. So Finland needs to win in order so that then I don't need to have people pretend getting into whatever genre that is because that's not appealing to people. You know, that's just a Eurovision mix of whatever pop. Yeah. Music. yeah. It, no I, it's it's I pretty think, common that. Oh, sorry. Go on, Chris. Oh, I, I, there is a little bit of a current where I do think, that the mix of metal and electro is going to be kind of a new big, like a new, a new version of the thing. I think there are a few are a, a, a new stream into pop music. And there are a few people like there's a, there's at least here in the States, there's a sense of like new metal reclamation going on yeah. right now. I have talked plenty on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like who I was just talking to my friend uh, or uh, just chatting tweeting with my buddy uh matthew perpetua who is a really good music writer on twitter um where we were talking he was talking about like how he hopes he sees stuff like the uh the get the 100 gex album where there's like some metal influences in it and some of the um like k-pop stuff has metal influences and he was saying like he would love to see somebody like lady gaga uh move away from like the the dance pop of chromatica and do like wonder if i did did some like 
at least a few tracks with like some like metal electro influences. And I, I could very much see something like that happening. So I do think that's the thing where the, the, what we'd usually think of as like the backwards corniness of Europe catching up to stuff is like that electro metal of Finland, which I feel like even five, 10 years ago would seem like a very provincial quirk of like, Oh, these Finns, everything's got to oh, be yeah. metal. I can yeah. now see that as be something that is actually very forward looking at this moment. Yeah. Yeah. Carrier's well, cha 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 song does strike me as someone like who's trying to be a hundred gecks. Like the song, someone who's like inspired by a hundred gecks would make. Yeah. And just yeah. like the genre mashup, but in a sincere and cool way. Yeah. yeah I feel that then uh, the thing with metal in Europe as, as being, uh, uh, I think the lone metal head on corners, baby of, the thing that I I think a lot of people have a bad misconception of is that Europe has a lot of metal, but a lot of it's not good. Mm. Like a lot of it's really bad. I worked a lot of I like I I remember working at concerts, and one of the funniest things to me that I never understood is that like why every like symphonic metal or like you know like epic power metal band sold out in europe and i'm just like oh yeah their taste is just bad like there's something <laughs> like off like why does a bit ba- like i'm like like it, it's so hilarious that then like when i when you see bands like i don't know like there's i don't know like Nightwish or like l u vetti you're probably it's, like, a, it's like a thousand dream theaters bloom basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah yeah what if dream theater was somehow nerdier and worse like, mm. I don't think you can, like, but then you'll find, like, you know, a bunch of Swedes who are on, like, a record label, and they're making that music for no one but Europe, like, and the European weird metal people. And so when there is a European band that then does come to the U.S., that then does, like, well, it's kind of, like, it is a bit curious, I would say, because... There's so much output, but then Americans, I don't know if it's like, I don't know if it's just because of how music is filtered in the U.S. that there is like a lot of, I don't know, you would think with the Internet's a bit different, but even in like the metal scene, like I can't, I, I can't do it. And then I'd like when I see when then Europe does this, like it does need to go backwards. The U.S. has to do it first in order for them because Europe can't get like too confident with their corny metalness or else you end up with now don't get me wrong Germany's entry is fine but it's not a winning entry the the, they, the, they genuinely might come last <laughs> yes which I, is so crazy because Germany is like I've seen so many people in like the German like metal scene like pumping them up being like this is the sickest shit ever it's like stop lying it, it's like, the best thing they've it's the best thing they've entered in years but it's just unfortunately yeah. a really strong but year and it might be, be good enough. I think Chris is right. I think that it's it's going to be when a metal band or an, a, a, a pop artist, because, yeah, like we said, or I said earlier, like with the thing like, yeah, I find it weird. That, like Deftones are a thing again, a band that has not released an album in since I think 2011 or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think it's like I would love to see someone like. A, a, a lady gaga or you know uh what's her name billy eilish is the perfect uh, uh she could do it as well this. yeah because you have and I, it, there are so many things that then are that but it has to come that way it could not be billy eilish has to release that song and then europe can do it because don't let europe in like have their metal do the thing or you're gonna end up with like whatever some like symph like symphony metal act you know, combined with K-pop song transitions, which is something that nobody needs. I, I could get into this. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm bullish on, on, uh, like 
electro metal as an emerging genre. Yeah, yeah. We already yeah. have it. It was it was the corn Skrillex song or whatever that existed in that period of time. It's it's out there. We're fine. We don't need it again. So we've kept Chris for a very, very long time now. Uh, uh, Chris, any final thoughts on what you've seen of Eurovision this year? Have I convinced you to watch? <laughs> Look, if if it was on Netflix, if there was a way to watch it on Netflix or something, I, w- I would definitely would. Um, I'm very, I'm very sincerely grateful you invited me to do this because I would not have engaged with it at all if you had not. And I did very sincerely have a very good time going through all these songs and just seeing what the scope and and style of everything going in. And I, I thought that all again, all of these were uh, at least at least at the the basement was moderately entertaining and the ceiling was some of these are pretty fucking great so it was a lot uh, yeah it was, it was great to to just go through and, and look through this and if anybody's listening to the to this that uh has no way to engage that eurovision single video uh mega mix that has a 30 seconds of each song is a great way to just be like what is this like it's awesome. So I had a great time. Yeah, this is awesome. And then you'll and then you'll find yourself in your bathroom s- humming along the like twenty twenty something entry from, you know, Armenia, Armenia yeah. or something. And you're like, damn, this like I literally that that the uh, uh, Ukrainian song from like two three years ago, whips. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my god, I still have an oil warm of that for three years now. Banger. Um. Chris, do you have anything to plug? Uh, for your... Okay, yeah, well, I'll just start with this. Um, and introducing, just put out our part one of Bono today. We are going through his memoirs, 40 Songs of Surrender or whatever it is. It's it, We're doing two parts on, on Bono. Uh, very interesting figure. If you don't know what introducing is, it is a podcast I do with my wife where we go through musicians' memoirs and just kind of talk about them and their entire career history and life story and their place in the musical world. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We have a bunch of songs or a bunch of uh, episodes. We have the 116 episodes on that. They're all basically, you know, not pegged to any event, so you can listen to them whenever. Uh, that's wherever you get podcasts and introducing. Uh, for uh, fans of German history, I just completed a long uh, German history podcast called Hell on Earth, which is about the Thirty Years' War and more uh, broadly about the transition from feudalism to capitalism over the course of uh, Luther to the Glorious Revolution in England. Uh, that is on uh, patreon.com slash chapo trap house. Um, the series is completed, so if you subscribe for $5, you can listen to the entire show and then uh, either stick around and listen to the rest of Chapo Trap House or, uh, I don't know, not. Whatever you want to do. So, uh, Andrew Deducing is the music podcast that I do, yeah, and uh, Hell on Earth is the miniseries of Chapo Trap House, which I also produce. So, those are my two main plugs. Excellent. And the only thing that we have to shout out over at Cornish Beatty is that on the 13th of May, uh, 8 p.m. German time, which is 2 p.m. in the East Coast of the United States and in sometime presumably in L.A., I'm sure. Uh, we are doing a live stream. What, what time is it? It would be 8 11 a.m. Yeah. 11 a.m. There you go. Uh, 8 p.m. German time. We are doing our live stream, twitch.tv forward slash corner spady. Links in the description where we will be doing our own commentary of the uh, Eurovision. Uh, we've been doing this every year for a while. It's a lot of fun. I lose my voice by the end of it because I do a lot of yelling when points start coming out. <laughs> it's great. I'm assuming this is what people feel like with sports most of the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I just might right. tune in for some of that. Hell yeah. And with that, we will catch you next time. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye-bye.